0: what's up fam welcome back to another episode of that's the angle and this time i sit down with blogger influencer slash woman who empowers other women everywhere brit Noel. super awesome interview can't wait for you guys to listen but also i did a behind the scenes youtube video uh, with her as well so on the youtube channel youtube.com that's the angle you can check that out as well that's pretty much all i have to say and uh happy thanksgiving enjoy everyone but you're like a, you're one of those like people who i think someone would probably stalk you look oh I, I,
1: I was stalked at one point You look very stalkable. scary oh gosh <laughs> i that, mean actually is that a was, compliment you look stalkable i was actually stalked <laughs> twice no way one by my husband my ex-husband oh yeah what yeah.
0: and what was that one like a total stranger
1: mm-hmm. i was a waitress at the time and he was really really creepy it was bad was, was he it? would like fall he sent me to my parents' house, to my mother's house, a purple um, teddy bear. And his business was purple, like he, his business colors were purple, mm-hmm. and it was a landscaping business, and he used to come into the, to the restaurant all the time, and he had this, um, this purple, you know, everybody came in their purple shirts, and so Christmas comes around, or no, I don't even think it was Christmas, I was like 18 at the time, and he sent me, um, a purple, like Vermont teddy bear, custom Vermont teddy bear. And I'm like, this is from this dude, freaked out. And then two days later, I'm like driving home. He's like following me home. No way. Yeah. So what
0: happened? Did he get out of his car or anything? Like
1: No, no, I had to, I had to turn around. I had to call the manager of the store and go back to the store. (laughs) And he stopped following me. Yeah, it was, it was so scary. 18 year old girl. And he was like, me and he was like 50 something
0: that's so weird yeah it's it, really weird it's like that could have been a potential sugar daddy but it's like you know that route it's just Ugh. it's it's weird at that round
1: it's totally it's
0: so funny i think like it's it's different for guys and girls of who have stalkers i actually had a stalker in college you did maybe i think it was more of a secret admirer but stalker sounds really cool <laughs> <laughs> and, and she used to she used to draw me as harry potter fan fiction oh <gasps> Oh, you know what that is? I
1: could actually see being a little bit of a Harry Potter.
0: You know what fan is? No. That's like when you draw other people in like a style. So she would put me in the Harry Potter universe and normally it's like sexual. Oh. So like, oh. so like, like, like some Sims shit. Yeah. But like sometimes it can be x ray. Normally fanfic is like Harry Potter brushed his wand against no. my leg. Yeah. I swear to God. And she would like send me this and slip under my dorm door and then like write me a note with it and everything. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's really crazy. <laughs> yeah but you had a real stalker like this girl physically she couldn't have taken me but your stalker you're 18 like jesus yeah
1: that was really really creepy oh
0: my god what's up guys welcome to that's the angle and today i am joined by Brittany, aka brit noel Mm -hmm. thank you for coming on
1: thank you for having me yeah
0: it's so cool i'm glad i could uh be your first podcast yeah
1: i'm very excited
0: i'm super surprised by that yeah
1: well i've done a lot of public speaking and stuff as of lately so april and then um and then did a panel recently and then hosted a self-care mm. retreat for women in august at the willard here in dc all local to dc but oh, okay but yeah so this is my first time um
0: yeah way less pressure. one-on-one yeah. I, I
1: don't know man this is a little bit this is pressure no way sure you
0: get to just chill as a host it's me who's the job to like carry everything
1: yeah well We'll see how it goes.
0: <laughs> well, anyways, um, congrats on your two-year blog anniversary. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yes. I don't
0: know if you even knew that, but <gasps> yes. you your first blog post was August seventeenth, or sorry, October seventeenth. So we're three days late. Yeah. but Congrats on two years. Thank
1: you. Thanks. It's it's really been an evolution. Yeah. Yeah. It's changed and transformed a lot. I've been through a rebrand. I was. Um, when I started the blog, it was called Hout Wanderlux, actually. And so I started it out. My cousin helped me name it. And so How is is for fashion. Um, and then Wanderlux because I do a lot of traveling mm. um, and I was like, oh, I want to document all this stuff. And so I did Wander, like the play on Wanderlust, and I did wander like
0: lux, Like so, L U X, Like luxurious wandering? Yes,
1: yeah. And to this day, I still can't figure out how to change my Facebook page to <laughs> BritNoel.co. So it's still hot Wanderlux. And I'm like in this huge fight with Facebook right now trying God, to get... good luck. It's ugh. like, and you don't want
0: to start a new page because you have so much no. invested into this?
1: Oh, my gosh. And, like, all of 150 followers, like, likes on my Facebook page. Everybody's like, what is Hout Wanderlux? I'm like, don't worry about it. So
0: so two years ago, when you mm-hmm. started and made that first blog post, like, what, yeah. what were you thinking? Like, what was the inspiration there? What was going through your mind?
1: Yeah. So, you know, growing up, I always have loved fashion Mm -hmm. and um, loved just pulling pieces together and making a fun outfit using different designers and pulling together. um, Just a really funky and cool outfit. I always, you know, um, put my looks to the location that I'm going. So for instance, went to Cuba uh, about three years ago. Oh, no and, way. Yeah, I just was... had a
0: Cuban photojournalist on the show.
1: Oh, awesome. Yeah, and
0: he blew my mind. I Here I was thinking it was like total communist Cuba. And he no, was like, no, dude, not at all.
1: Not at all. It was incredible. Was it was it? very, very beautiful. Yeah, and so, you know, uh, even with Cuba, I was like, would plan all my outfits, mm. you know, around the location that I was going to. So I was like, I have to document this because I want... You know, Olivia, my daughter, I was six year old, to, you know, to have these, have all of this down in writing and also Cuba at the time. Um, and it kind of still is, but it's a little bit, it's not difficult to go there, but people don't know what to expect when they go. Yeah. So I was looking at all of these blog posts about how to travel to Cuba and whatnot. Um, it did not prepare you for the cash that you need to go to Cuba, by the way. <laughs> what do you um, mean the cash you need to go to Cuba? You need cash because. If you run out of money, you cannot use your cards unless oh, you are, whoa. yeah, Canadian or European, the United States, you cannot use a credit card or a debit card in Cuba.
0: What? Yeah. That seems so crazy. Like, no, wow. Oh my God. You have to come loaded.
1: Oh, when I say loaded, like have enough because I used, well, we won't get into the full story, but um, we thought that we could charge to the room. And then our um, travel agency would just charge our American Express. Well, that didn't happen. So we had to pay, we before, had to pay before we left and they were holding us at the hotel and wouldn't let us leave. And we had to get home and get on that flight. And there was only like one flight a day.
0: So how, how'd you pay them? Like, did you have money?
1: Actually the concierge. The concierge gave us the cash that we needed and we, cause he had helped us Western Union money in um, from a family member, because we ran out of money once before. So we had his contact information and, and could Western Union money again. But Olivia was only two at the time, and I was
0: freaking out. That seems like a very important piece of info that someone should communicate exactly. on a blog before. Like you recommend someone going.
1: Yes, yeah. So that um, you know, that whole experience, I was like, this this needs to be written down. Like people are gonna want this information. So I started out Wanderlux. Um, and just kind of, you know, it transformed through, uh, separation and through a divorce and me kind of, you know, turning internally and, um, putting the focus not on myself and putting it on to how to help other women and how to help people mm. in general. Um, so kind of a giving mentality rather than making the focus about, about me and about the, the, I guess, superficial experience and whatnot.
0: Yeah. It seems like you like naturally had blogger tendencies going into it. Like mm-hmm. you you did your outfits, which, you know, is a huge blogger thing. And then you love to travel, which is a whole new, whole other blogger thing. So it's like yeah. the only thing left to do is just document it and tell people about it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So. It's
0: like you were like the, the blogger before. You didn't have to force it. Like you weren't just yeah. like sitting on your couch and like, uh, I want to look interesting on the internet. Right. You were like, oh shit. Like. Yeah, I'm sure you were, you were aware of it. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, you know what? I'm going to start here.
1: Right, right. <sighs> and there wasn't any like formalized plan either. It was like, okay, how do I do a blog? I'm going to start my website. I'm going to go on WordPress. And I'm just going to like bug the shit out of the people mm. at WordPress, like help support. And I'm going to build this website. And I did. And, you know, it, it was, um, it's been great. It's been an experience, and it's been, like I said, an evolution to get to where I am today, which is completely different from where all of this was when I started.
0: Yeah, like where you are now, you know, Mm -hmm. looking back when you were there, would you have imagined that it would have transformed, you know, two years in the future? Would you imagine it would have looked like where you're at now?
1: Oh my gosh, I don't even know if I thought in December of 2017, two months after this, all of this happened, I was just, you know, I don't even know if I thought I could survive this far given <laughs> everything that I've been through. So I think that, you know, yeah, uh, it happened. You has, keep alluding to like
0: that you've been through shit. Was, was it, mm-hmm. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but was it like the divorce that kind of triggered you into traveling and then this sort of thing that you're, and sort of is that what catapulted you or am I wrong on that one?
1: I think that the the um, the separation and the divorce transformed me because it mm. taught me a lot about myself and it taught me a lot about me as a mother, as a professional, as a um, human, really. I did a lot of uh, yoga throughout all this. I've been practicing yoga for 12 years and, um, you know, it's... It, it's been two years of just kind of evolving and transforming and becoming the woman that I'm supposed to be now. And I think before, you know, getting married and having a child so young in life. Um, and then, like going how young? Like through, you were like 18? I was 26 and uh, 26 with Olivia when I had Olivia, and then 23 when I got married. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm 33 now. So.
0: I would not have guessed you were that Yeah. Oh my God. That's yeah, crazy. It must have been, yeah, wow.
1: So my daughter comes home two days ago and she's like, Mama, I have to tell you something. And I'm like, what, Olivia? What? I'm so excited, you know? And she, her face is just like glowing and like red, you know? And she's like, i love liam and it's this little boy in her class and he, uh. i'm like olivia you are six years old no get in the car <laughs> and then i turn back behind her and i'm reversing out of the driveway and i'm like olivia tell me the qualities that you love about liam what is it about him that you love and she said he is charming he's handsome and he always sits next to me at school And so those qualities that she was saying that she loves about this little boy Liam Uh at six years old was just really... Um, eye-opening to me you really? know like to
0: see what a six-year-old values yeah. from from someone they're attracted y- to
1: exactly exactly so anyway I told her you know nope you're not getting married until you're 35 <laughs> oh she
0: said she wanted to get married yes
1: <laughs> she, then oh sorry I forgot to mention that point I'm like mind blown at this at, throughout this whole conversation she's like mama I'm gonna marry Liam and she's like but don't tell Liam's mommy <laughs> And I'm like, you're telling me this because we don't keep secrets in our family, right? And she goes, yes.
0: It's so. got to be interesting to like be a parent and to try and navigate mm-hmm. someone else through like and, and, and project like your the values of what they should expect from someone on them.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, for, for me as a mom, what's been really great is throughout all of this process, you know, um, for the past two years, I've you know there's been a lot that's that's gone on I've Olivia's had a lot of back and forth movements between households and moving out of one apartment moving in with my father mm. for 3 months to come up with resources to just live and survive yeah. and she saw that struggle you know and um and she was empathetic throughout the whole thing but also very happy and it didn't affect her and she was just a vibrant little girl you know throughout the whole thing um and very resilient as well and so um what we do no matter where we are is we do positive affirmations okay. and so we take um, dry erase markers on her mirror and we say i am and we do the qualities of her so she says i am strong i am powerful i am beautiful and we do those affirmations every single day no matter where we are what we're doing so instilling those qualities Jeez, is
0: that's so amazing like i'm yeah i'm so far from being a parent but like just concepts like that and doing stuff with mm-hmm. your kids seems like such a great way to make sure that they're just brought up in a, a great environment and a positive self-image yes. and like is she at the age where she's dealing with social media yet no Cause I'm sure that's gonna come in handy. Your oh eyes my got so gosh, big. No. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I can only imagine when it's. She's like, Mom, when can I get a cell phone? Right. Like, when she gets a cell phone, it's pretty mm-hmm. much game over. I imagine at that point, it's like here's the entire world. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Well, what I do, you know, the reason why I do a lot of this and Mm -hmm. um, do a lot of this speaking and working with other women right now is because how can we transform the way social media is going? Because, you know, my brother is 19. 20 I believe yeah he's 20 this year in October um, and I saw the suicide rates going up at his high school
0: oh yeah with teens it's, yeah it's, it's, it's actually through the roof I've heard
1: it's insane and there there's a common denominator with it all right it's like social media wanting to be this you know this perfect, influencer, this perfect person, or, you know, this athlete, or, you know, having this specific car, this specific house. And so I want my child to grow up in a different type of, um, I guess social media world would be the right way where we're lifting each other up, where we're empowering one another and we're not breaking each other down by posting to, to make, you know, to, build this image. Yeah, I and, mean, when yeah. it comes
0: to social, I kind of feel like it's not so much about like I don't think we can transform social, and this is my opinion, mm-hmm. but I think it's you can control how you react to it. Mm-hmm. Because there'll always be trolls, there'll always That's be haters, true. there will always be bullies. And it's like those affirmation practices like you do, it's like mm-hmm. stuff, I feel like stuff like that is you know, it's changing how you react to it. You know, like, oh, it's just some f- random guy online yeah. who left me a crappy post on my YouTube video, which has happened to me plenty of times. <laughs> Can't tell you how many <gasps> I've got. Oh my god!
1: Oh gosh,
0: but in a way, there is some valid validity to those kinds of comments, but we don't mm-hmm. need again.
1: <laughs> no, no, but yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think that if we try to at least, you know, at least what I do is put out truth and authenticity and, mm-hmm. and just realness um and and just making that at the forefront of everything that's being done in every post and every you know message i think that it will be a good transfer i gotta shut
0: this window because i swear i gotta hear little kids talking outside you do we just talk for a second so i can just
1: no that's okay i didn't even know that the window was open this is a really cool
0: space though bruce i really like it yeah i cracked the window because it can get a Little steamy in here. Oh, yeah, thank you. This is actually we're in Home DC, which is actually an art gallery here in Washington DC. I feel like I don't plug this this space enough.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. I walked in and I was like, I feel like I'm being kind of morphed into the '90s back here with this. With the, these like cameras. So it's really, really cool. I love oh, it's it. Oh, with like this, the stack of televisions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, normally that's actually the backdrop, but I've switched it up today. I felt like this, having this amazing artwork who's, Yeah. And the artist honestly should have put his name around here because I cannot remember who it is.
1: You know, there was this place that I went to yesterday. I went to one of my friends' new yoga studios called Uprising Yoga in mm-hmm. Georgetown. And um, there was a spot made in D.C., Oh, I, I love Made in DC. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, so cool! I spent like forty-five minutes in there. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was awesome.
0: Yeah, I love what they do—just sourcing all local, yeah, trades and goods and, and makers and stuff like that. Absolutely. I think yep. like more cities need to do that. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's just so crazy. Oh, God, I mean, this looks—we look—we look so good. Yeah, right it's here. fantastic. Yeah, <clears throat> Made in DC.
1: Hashtag DC.
0: Yeah, but but like, like you were just saying, you said that. You, one of your goals is, is to empower, like mm-hmm. you kind of brought that up a few times. Like mm-hmm. in, it's so funny cause that's not something you have to do as a blogger. Like mm-hmm. the, no one says you have to do that. Like you, any blogger could be fine just posting fits and linking to their brand posts. But you really seem to go out of your way to like empower women to be a better version of themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um so I realized that again, when I took the focus off of myself <clears throat> and I I figured out what my why was and my mission mm. uh, my my content just became more like it just kind of spilled out of me like you it, know cause it's
0: real to you absolutely when it's, when it's authentic, it's so easy yeah. to turn that into what they have you, anything you have to say.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I brought this up a couple of days ago, actually with a few people. Um, They were actually the panel event for um, for the Fashion Institute of DC. Excuse me. And we were discussing like the social media strategies and, and what that is. And for me, my social media strategy really isn't a strategy at all. It's just kind of like, putting content in um, words and and just um, imagery and all of that out there to connect with women mm. in a deep and authentic way. And I, for me, it's not the other bloggers. I love my my blogging community, don't get me wrong. They're fantastic and wonderful people. But my why and my purpose is to connect with the women that don't have a voice, the women that... Don't want to comment because they don't want you know somebody to see that they're relating to a topic that I post about when it comes to you know PTSD or domestic assault yeah. or um, you know anything like that. So my purpose is to connect with those women, those silent women, the death by a thousand cuts women that are in these marriages and want to get out but just can't and they don't know how. Um, so those are the types of people that I I want to connect with. That's a
0: crazy concept as I've gotten older is that concept of the women trapped in the marriages. But just before we talk Mm -hmm. about that, like what you said, everything said was just so beautiful what you just said. And that's Mm. so, it seems like you just know exactly your why. And Mm -hmm. every business professional is like, you gotta know your why, but you know exactly. But Mm -hmm. what I love is that you said it wasn't even a strategy. Mm -mm. Like it's, it's not a strategy. It's, you're literally just being your authentic you and it's not. Like, well, if I post this on Monday at four o'clock and mm-hmm. talk about empowerment, then then this cult of people and women, like, and oh, mm-hmm. and empowerment's a small niche in DC, let's just do that. Like, it just yeah. came natural and it wasn't some sort of scheme to get a ton of followers because no. looking at your followers, you know, you're almost at 50K and you would not think someone who's only been doing it for two years could get that far. And yeah. even when I first became aware of you, I was like, yo, like, she's completely crushing it. So to mm-hmm. hear that's it, only been two years, I'm like, you know, there's only one way you can get there and that's by being authentic.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I did start out my page with my modeling and then how wanderlux. And uh, so I did have a lot, you know, I, I deleted a lot of stuff mm. from the past. Um, you know, when I was the, probably two years ago, this time, maybe a year and a half ago, I deleted a lot. Um, and then because for me, My past definitely does, um, it has made me who I am today, but it doesn't define me. And so I wanted the things that I looked at on my own page to bring me joy. Um, and so I made those decisions to, to do that. So definitely my social media has been around a lot and it's just mm. evolved, like I said, and changed and grown and, and kind of grown with me as a course. 20, mid 20s to early 30s woman. Wow, mm-hmm. and
0: and and you said, you know, you're talking about helping those women. It's, it's so interesting to help from your past experiences because it's just mm-hmm. like, you've gone through it and you're, you know, hopefully at least on the opposite side, but you know, you don't always have to be completely healed on everything.
1: Oh no, no. And it's, you know, therapy is great. (laughs) I see a therapist every week Wow, and I encourage people to seek out support and seek out help.
0: What is that like therapy? Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't think I could have gotten through what I got through last the past two years without my therapist. Really? Yeah, she is incredible, um, very like-minded and professional. I've followed her to her own practice, and just having that support and that um, the like having the you know the the unbiased I think is very important. Mm. The unbiased support is key, especially for people that are going through kind of like a transitional period in their life. You know? You feel
0: like you've been going through a transitional period?
1: Absolutely. Really? 100%.
0: In, like, in what way?
1: Well, in a lot of ways. Um, for one, transitioning from a very materialistic mindset and lifestyle mm. to more of a, you know, what, what brings me joy? Mm. What it, that, that I'm surrounded with, like, I don't need 10 million Chanel bags or five to make me happy. They just sat in my closet, you know? Um, so transforming a lot just from a materialism perspective, also transforming, you know, my yoga practice and my meditation practice um, as well. The way I travel has completely changed. And Did you
0: recognize that you were, va- so like, you recognized within yourself that you were valuing material things, like you were working towards them or something? What was it about the materialism that you that we were caught up on?
1: Oh, I have chills right now. Are you ready for it? Yeah. It covered up me. They were my mask. Ooh. So the car, the house, the handbags, the clothes, they defined me. Mm. And they made me. This image of this perfect person, and but I never felt me. And once I removed last year, I got rid of all of my furniture. I sold everything. I donated seventy five percent of my clothing. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's, yeah, it's Let's like it's like water.
0: yeah, it's it's like you were project like you're trying to project the person that you thought. <clears throat> you should look like or either the person or was it like the person you thought people think you should look like?
1: Absolutely. I think it's twofold. So the person that I thought people would like Mm. and would relate to, and then also covering up what was really underneath. And I talk about this a lot is, um, Rapunzel's tower. Yeah. So Rapunzel's tower to me, I was Rapunzel at the top, <clears throat> but the tower was also keeping me away from my people, like it, the people yeah. that I was relating that I that I wanted so badly to relate to and to connect with. But, you know, once that tower was gone and all the clothes and that that didn't bring me joy, all of the material items that I that was just suffocating me was gone. The tower was gone. And then there I was barefoot, almost literally with the people that I wanted so badly to connect with.
0: What? So what was the moment that you kind of like, like became woke and, from a materialism it, yeah, like, perspective, Yeah. Like, what was, do you remember that moment or was it like, a I thing do? With, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I, was supposed to have a um i don't know if i i'm gonna try and talk around it a little bit Um, but i was supposed to have a um, very important few days in june to wrap up some things um, that i'd been working towards and it got pushed out to december and i was living in a very expensive luxury apartment and um i realized I can't pay my bills. Like I can't do this, and so I realized all these, all of this stuff here. This isn't me. It's like that that quote um, from Kanye when he <laughs> says, "Like you got a five thousand dollar bag, but you don't have a dime to put in it."
0: Oh yeah, right? I, I, do you know? I feel, like, I feel like he said so many great lines like that.
1: Yeah, something like that. And I would run to it, and I would think to myself, "Oh my God, that's me." You know, and it wasn't because I didn't, it was just because that, it was because I was literally being bled dry from, from, um, from like a resources perspective to try and get out of a a very toxic situation. So anyway,
0: but it it makes sense because it's like you're, you went through something and uh, I'm guessing the toxic situation was was divorce and, Mm -hmm. and to cover that up, it's like, I'm going to Get this nice apartment, like I'm a I'm a new woman. Like you're trying to show everyone that I'm better than this, I'm a new woman, Mm -hmm. but you're still dealing with it. But this is like how you project Mm in, try to like make it feel good. And it might actually feel good in the moment, you know, Mm -hmm. and then it's like when you finally like metaphorically like hit the weed or something, and you're just like, Whoa, like I now have an expensive apartment, I can't pay rent, I have thousands of dollars of bags that I wear like once a month. Mm what do I like really not even once a month really no I don't even own anything like that so I don't know
1: no yeah so so that's when I you know that's literally when I told myself I'm getting rid of everything I'm gonna shed everything I own and Olivia and I are gonna move in with my dad because that's what we have to do and we're going to survive
0: you gotta swallow your pride so hard Mm -hmm. to do something like that oh yeah yeah,
1: And I'll tell you, I left that apartment, sold everything, moved in with my dad, fell asleep after moving in. And I, I literally slept for 15 hours in my dad's house wow. and I hadn't been able to sleep past like eight hours. And so it was like, I finally felt that moment of just like protection being in my dad's home. Yeah. You like know? The,
0: the safest place you could possibly be like at home. You don't have to worry about not paying right next mm-hmm. month, you can just reset and reflect and be you. I mean, I've done that yeah. myself. I've, I've reset and quit everything and went back home too. And sure. I don't, people might think it looks bad, but I don't give a shit. I think everyone should try it at some point. Absolutely. I, if you need to, not everyone goes to it, but yep. it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. And it's, it's a way and you know, not everyone has supportive families mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I, I feel you on that. Yeah. And sometimes people get bitter about that and try and, that on you but it's like look like that's the beauty of family
1: yeah and it's what you sometimes it's what you have to do to survive you know you get in survival mode and you're like okay i'm gonna do what i have to do to make it to tomorrow and so um so yeah that's what we did kept all of olivia's stuff together
0: of course yeah yeah
1: but but from my perspective everything went and you know it was interesting because you know home was my dad's right but i always go back to yoga and so, for me, home is my mat. And so, no matter where I am in the world, no matter where I am and or what I'm you know what I'm doing, if I have a mat and it doesn't even have to be mine, but if I have a mat and I get there and I get into my practice and I get into the zone and I'm, you know um, breathing, that's home to me. And so I think uh-huh. that that is where the shift happened. yeah.
0: I was like literally just thinking that was it the yoga that kind of that coming into your life that kind of awoke in you and awakened you to kind of this this new you and realizing all these things about yourself?
1: I think it was yoga and it was also support groups through um, through Al Anon as well. What's that? Al Anon is a uh, support group for people that um, are dealing with um, addiction, not personally, but dealing with people in their life that have addiction.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So it was the support group with them, my yoga community and, um, and just yoga in general. And so, you know, practicing with the same studio for 12 years, Oh, I would just come in every, every time I would be in this like moment of defeat or, you know just and i would just keep showing up on my mat and i'd literally just be crying on my mat in down dog and tears would just flow <laughs>
0: it's flowing but down it, your it, forehead not, <laughs>
1: right but um and it wasn't sweat dripping it was tears but um in the beginning but i'll tell you there was some breakthrough moments there breakthrough moments. like while
0: you were sort of in that meditative oh yeah mindset
1: oh yeah definitely
0: do you was it like do you meditate outside of the yoga or is the, or is the yoga for you the meditation itself both both
1: yeah so with yoga it's more of a like a, a moving meditation mm. through breath and then with you know with just meditating calmly it's just it's just deep breath work um, meditating is hard it's hard yeah, to it calm is. the mind it really is um, and so you know for me, it's a constant practice of trying to get calm, and you know I find myself getting lost in thought, and then having to bring myself back to my breath. And then, mm. do you, get you actually into that like take zone. time
0: and and sit there and do it for a certain amount of time?
1: When I'm not practicing yoga, yeah, oh, and wow. I need to do I need to get back to doing it more. Um, but with yoga, I do it. I do. I try and practice every single day.
0: No way in yeah. the morning
1: in the morning and whenever I have time. I mean, when I don't have my daughter, I go to them in the morning. And then when I don't, sometimes I'll go at lunch, break away from work. Um, And so to kind of talk about yoga, for me, when I started yoga in 12 years ago, it, um, I was, I had crippling anxiety and panic attacks. And so I was just trying to find something that would like Try and help me Mm -hmm. in some way. And so I was on antidepressants and anti anxiety medicine and, you know, Xanax and just trying to calm myself and my brain from getting worked up and, you know, uh, having these debilitating panic attacks. And so when I found yoga, I started practicing and, you know, it was challenging, but I kept going back and back and back, and then slowly I realized I don't need this pill anymore.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: and so I stopped taking my medicine, my anxiety medicine, and I haven't had a panic attack in, I mean, in, in uh, with everything for the past two years that I've gone through, yoga has been my my safe space, my calming, you know, my calming, why do you I say, guess why do you would say, say pa- pill. Why do you
0: say past two years instead of like the past 10 or 12
1: because I think that the past two have been the most challenging of my entire life really getting through this kind of transitional period but I but in a different type of way right Mm -hmm. because for a long time the anxiety would cripple me and the panic attacks would cripple me but yoga helped me cope and it, it's you know panic attacks and anxiety never go away. You have to manage it. No. And so I found out my way to manage my anxiety and that was through yoga. And so the, the past two years, while this would have broken me, my yoga practice and my therapist and <clears throat> my community through, you know even on social media and and the women that send me the messages, the silent women that I call them, they, you know, all of those things packaged up have, have really just lifted me up throughout this whole thing. And it's (sighs) been a beautiful, beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. So it's so nice that you have, you just, you do have such like a natural, like positive aura around Mm -hmm. you. And I am not a spiritual person, but like when I, when I talk to you, you're always just like very happy and, and just like, it just seems very positive. It's always cool. We always like have fun when we're shooting and stuff like that. But, um, there's something to be said about yoga. I think, you know, it's not just the spiritual and mental and the med- meditational qualities. I think it's also the physical that goes a little overlooked. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to be said about people who are dealing with mental illnesses um, or just mental problems. I'm just going to say illnesses. I don't know. Um, that ex- that physical exercise actually mm-hmm. helps, like the chemicals and the, and the endorphins that you get going mm-hmm. by, you know, Physically tasking yourself, you know, in, in those little progress increments. Like, I couldn't hold dog, down dog for a minute. Now I can hold it for two minutes. Oh, that feels great. That's oh a dopamine gosh. hit, or, you know, just the sweat or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's there's so many little aspects of yoga I feel like mm-hmm. are just a little underlooked besides the, you know, hippie dippy guru stuff.
1: Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And, you know, yoga at first can be a, it can help you with those things that maybe, you know, the mental stuff, but. Yeah, it's a very physical practice. Um but you know, it it definitely transforms your body in a lot of ways. It like it's called, you know, mind, body, spirit. Yeah. It it's mental, it's physical, and it's also spiritual. And you know, I try whenever I travel and in general too, just go to different yoga studios because every instructor carries their own story and their own journey and brings Ooh. their own you know their own technique to the to the class and so
0: no you're so right I've done a uh-huh. lot of yoga too not nearly as much as you but I've had multiple different teachers mm-hmm. and there's definitely some teachers I have a connection with and there's some teachers I'm like eh, you're not really my style mm-hmm. yeah it's it's, it's like uh they're all their own little artist yeah you know they're all their own artists and kind of teach it in a way is there a certain like you know if someone's listening and I'm also paying a lot of attention because I have a friend who's dealing, like, a close friend that's dealing with a lot of, um, you know, issues that you've mentioned. Is there a certain kind of yoga Mm -hmm. or a certain amount of times a week they should go a day? Like, what's your recommendation there?
1: Yeah, so I'll bring up a story because I've been listening to James Wedmore a lot. He's another podcaster that you've listened to. And he um, talks a lot about bringing in stories. And I want to bring in a story. Oh, please
0: do. I love stories.
1: So. When I was in Bali, I went to Bali for nine days over the summer, backpacked alone, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go do yoga. This is going to be like this amazing yoga experience. You know, Bali, you think Bali and yoga. And like eat, pray, love. (laughs) Because it was my own eat, pray, love, right? And so I go to Bali, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to practice all this yoga. Anyway, I get there, and first of all, it's incredible. The most amazing place I've ever been in my entire life. I felt so connected to myself and to the universe and to people all alone across the world. I was felt more connected than ever there.
0: Dumb question. Where's Bali again?
1: Indonesia. Okay, I thought so. By okay. Malaysia. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm dumb geographically. So no, I had to
1: ask you're not. Was. You're great. So anyway... I go to bali and i'm expecting one thing and like that yoga is gonna be this this big part of my um my journey yeah and i get there and i notice that the balinese people they don't practice yoga they uh, there's places within bali that do practice yoga but it's more for tourism and so
0: like it like it wasn't a part of the culture
1: no I think that definitely mindfulness and um, healers and things of that nature are definitely a part of the Balinese and and culture and in Bali, but the people don't have time to practice yoga. Oh, wow. They don't have time. So the last day that I'm there, I'm just taking it all in. I'm, you know, spending a lot of time with the locals. I didn't even, you know, hang out with any of the tourists that were there. I was in Ubud the most, most of the time. And I'm connecting with the woman that was my house. She was like the house person mm-hmm. for the the Airbnb I was staying in, and um, she her name was Agung, and she said, "You're here all alone," and I said, "Yeah, I am," and she goes, "I could never do that. I could never go. I could never go anywhere alone and travel alone. I'm too scared." and i'm like no 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 don't say that if you say that you're you're never going to do it and i was like you know and we went through this whole story about her mother dying at a very young you know when she was a very young girl and having to take care of her of her brother and her father just couldn't work he was too devastated and so she's had to work her entire wow, her entire life her to support her family wow. and so you know she's just like getting into tears and, and weeping with me. And I said, do you, do you, you know, ever meditate or just sit down? And she said, I don't have time. I don't have time to do yoga or meditation, you know? And so we sit on the floor together and we, we just breathe and we close our eyes and I teach her, I'm, my car is right outside and I'm about to go to the airport and <sighs> I'm having this, this beautiful moment with wow. the goong. And so we sit down and for five minutes, if that, and we just sit together and we hold hands and we just breathe together. And I said, "You, ha- you have to just make five minutes for yourself. Yeah, just take five minutes." And so I hope that I left there, giving her that to to just know that she needs to take that time for herself to be. And there's a lot more backstory to it, but I gave you the the kind of snapshot version. Yeah. So to answer your question you know, taking just that time to be alone in your own body and breath is where magic happens. You don't have to go to the studio and and it's great to be part of community and it's great to do, you know, to practice, um, you know, with people, but you can even sit just in your own space where you're most comfortable and breathe and just Follow your breath in and out. And that's where you can find the most healing, really.
0: That's a cool story. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole Bali trip. and I was, I'm was i just going to guess that might have been like one of your favorite moments there. It's like this. Oh, 100%. This deep connection with a stranger halfway across the world who's got the most stressful life I'm sure you can imagine. It's just oh, like. Oh, yeah. Your life is harder than mine. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But recommending to, to someone, to anyone who's trying to, you know, consider using it. It's not even that you have to go to class. It's it's just mm-hmm. focus on your breathing.
1: Focus on breathing and focus on just, you know, um your breath in and out of your body and just being calm, you know. And I mean, obviously going to yoga is, is great. And for anybody that's struggling with anxiety or depression or whatever, like you said, it is a physical practice to get your... You know your um, get your blood flowing and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but you know I think that for ev- for anyone, yoga is is so much more than a physical practice. It's oh, also yeah. a mental, like I said, mind, body, and spirit. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely. If she if she hears this and wants to connect with me, I will help her.
0: So so if I bought her like a few classes. Mm-hmm. Is there a certain style I should like buy her or or should I like what is it like should I buy her like two things for hot yoga or should I buy her like vinyasa yoga? Should it be like power yoga? Like do I am I just stupid? Like I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that just finding a good studio mm. around would be good. Like I go to um, for DC folks um, down dog yoga. And then my friend also has a studio called Uprising Yoga Studio. Very different from Down Dog, but also very, um, very just homey and um, more. You know, just kind of like uh, so, like try them small. until you kind of find one. Yeah, you like. yeah, that's I, that's what I would I would do.
0: Ah, okay, okay, mm-hmm. but just start. Yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe it's like the whole class pass thing that everyone's doing now. There you
1: go. Mm-mm, yeah, mm, mm, I don't
0: know. But what's really interesting is that's like it seems like you you love to share and to you know hopefully impact and and at some point you know it's nice to change someone's life and whether you've done it or not i don't know but you you mentioned something about like silent admirer not admirers. you said silent fans or silent what would you say
1: the silent women the
0: silent women Mm -hmm. and are these women that reach out to you that who are affected by what you kind of put out there on Mm -hmm. social media yep really Mm -hmm. and i mean you don't have to tell me about any of the things in general but what is Like what is that like how how crazy these people sort of just like spill their guts to you what is that
1: um you know they reach out and they ask me questions Mm -hmm. and they know that they're going to come to a space where they're not going to be judged um i have chills again (laughs) and i know when it's something that i'm really passionate about i get chills and i love these women and um they reach out and they just they just ask me you know when did you know it was time Wow, and so um,
0: yeah, I can tell that you're really impacted. Like you're, you're like starting to tear up and mm-hmm. stuff too. Like it, it means that much to you that like, you know, like maybe you there's some, there there could have been someone for you when you were in that stage, and now oh that's my gosh. like you.
1: I felt so alone. Yeah, I didn't have anyone, and the people that I loved most were telling me to stay.
0: Wow, and to stay in that toxic environment. Yeah,
1: because of my religion, because of my child because of society and so you know we have to we have to do what we know is best and for me i knew uh, i knew i had to get out i knew i knew that it was going to be really bad if i didn't and so i did and it was the best decision i could have ever made for for him first of all first and foremost for him and, um, for my daughter and for myself and we're much in a much better and much more healthy place as a family because we are a family in a much better place as a family now than ever. And it was really, really difficult to have the people that you love most telling you to stay.
0: Yeah. And then try to hold you to it, like with the whole religion aspect, which is mm-hmm. something I've heard. And I know people close to me who are mm-hmm. Are you Catholic or Christian? I'm Catholic. Yeah, even yeah. even more so, Catholic. It's like that's such a sacred thing in the in the Catholic religion. It's yeah. Like, I know. I grew up Catholic. I, I know how it works. Mm. It's like it's divorce is a taboo thing. You don't ever want to be looked at someone Mm-mm. who's been divorced or for whatever. It's like people will spend their whole lives being miserable as fuck just so yes. they can look good to what the one or two church members oh, that yeah. know about what they're going through and like sacrifice their whole life for it.
1: Yeah. It's the Catholic guilt.
0: Oh, there you go. The Catholic guilt. It's the
1: Catholic guilt. And God. I come from a very Catholic, Irish Catholic family. Wow. Yeah. So it's the Catholic guilt. And, you know, I even felt it afterwards when I, my daughter goes to, to Catholic school and I felt it, I saw it in the, in the eyes of the, the other parents you know the eyes of the other parents they were i I could see the judgment
0: like they knew you were like over. going through something and they were like you better like <clears throat> really
1: wow. yeah it was ju- it was definitely judgment and then um you know once the dust settled and they got to know me for who i am and not for my circumstance it became a lot um they became a lot more like warmed up and um, without knowing too much obviously I keep that very separate I don't want to get muddy any of those types of waters but definitely just you know um, yeah it just it it got better in time but um, but yeah so the silent women you know those are the the women that listen to me speak and come to you know the events and then reach out to me on the side you mm-hmm. know and um, I absolutely wish that I had that when I was going through what I was going through in my friend circle. I did, I did have some really good friends that, that were there for me, but, um, but yeah, just, wow. a, just, a sh- just somebody that was relatable that I could, you know, feel like, Oh my gosh, she knows exactly what I'm going through right now. You know, yeah. I need her advice.
0: <sighs> That's so cool. Like it's such like a, uh, uh non-selfish thing to do is, is to actually care about and to respond to people. Yes. Like you could totally just put it on as a front and not mm-hmm. respond to these people. It's, yeah. But I'm sure you take time out of your day.
1: Oh, it's my, it's my mission in life. That really? is my That is my... Yes. Absolutely.
0: To empower.
1: To empower women to be the best versions of themselves and also not to conform to the way that society thinks they should be.
0: Ooh. Like, be a badass. Don't mm-hmm. do what you got to do. Dump that man. Move out. <laughs> Move no, home. And Take out what you want in You know, in life. it's
1: so funny that you say that because it's not even, you know, I, I, I say this a lot too on my blog and mm-hmm. it through my writing is that you don't, it doesn't have to be a divorce. You know, it doesn't have to be, it could be that situation at work or something you know what I mean or it could be anything it doesn't somebody at one of my events I was talking about self-limiting beliefs and the stories quote-unquote that I would tell myself that kept me held me back from being my best version and um, I had six six things like you know my my car my house my shoes they all define me and like if I get divorced I'm a failure all men lie cheat steal and abandon and all of these like these things that held me back and I went through some of my experience and she said you know what and we were she was it was a and a And she's like, you know, I woke up one day and was going to this. I don't know where she was going. Um, If she's listening, she'll know. (laughs) She'll be like, oh, that's me. But um, she's like, I didn't want to wear this red lipstick because I thought it didn't look like it didn't make me look like my best self or whatever. And she was like, but you know what? I was like, this red lipstick is, you know, I can never wear red lipstick. I'm going to put red lipstick on today. Ooh. And she felt so good yeah. that she wore that red lipstick. So case in point, it doesn't have to be a divorce. It doesn't have to be a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship. It could be red lipstick and you just overcoming and and getting through that um that self-doubt or that, that mindset. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it Does that have to make be some, sense? Yeah, no, it makes, it makes total sense. It doesn't okay, have good. to be
0: like some grand life altering thing. It could just yeah. be like, you know, I feel fat or whatever yeah. it might be that, yeah. you know, women tend to think, I, I don't know. <laughs> and how do you, how do they communicate? Is it, do you have like a Facebook group or something? Is it an Instagram DMs? Like what's Instagram
1: your... DMs mostly. And it's interesting that you bring that up because I was just talking with a few folks yesterday. I'm sorry, there's like something in my throat. Yeah, no worries. Take some water if you need to. It's all, it's all good. No worries. But um, they were talking about coming up with a part of my blog that could be an open forum, like a Ooh. private open forum, like kind of a group. So I've been playing around with that idea a lot. Um, so, you know, I think that I'm going to put that out to some, some folks and see if that would be something that they would be interested in some of these women. Um, But yeah, it's definitely DMs. Um, I share my number. You know, I yes, yeah, I share my number um, because I want to. You know, I'm available and I'm here for for anybody that's in a in a moment or needs help. You know, Um, we're doing an event. uh, You know, Isoki.
0: Yeah, I know it's okay like PR. Yeah. Yep.
1: So we're doing an event on December fifth. Okay. Um, for doorways, so we're gonna be at Alice and Olivia, and ten um, percent of the proceeds of the night goes to doorways. We're gonna have music and
0: what's doorways? Uh, door,
1: oh, sorry. Yeah. So doorways is a um, nonprofit organization that helps women getting out of um, domestic violence, abusive situations, mm-hmm. and and helps them in back into. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> into uh you know getting them back into the the into any type of you know housing or living arrangement or anything okay. like that um makes so, sense the
0: name doorways
1: yep yeah, yeah and then um we're doing toy drive and having do- toys donated to a wider circle mm, so so who should go who should go anybody 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 yeah <laughs> anybody should go it's gonna be a great night for a good cause. And you know, it is literally like, everything goes to charity. And this year actually, I wanna actually do a little thing here oh, okay. for Christmas. We're getting up to Christmas. Okay. And my motto is giving back this year. So I've made it um, my goal for everybody outside of Olivia, because Santa comes, you know, um, everybody that I would normally get gifts for, I'm asking them to pick their own charity. And then I'm going to donate what I would spend on them in cl- whatever gift. And I'm going to donate in their name to their charity of choice.
0: Wow, man. So someone going to be upset if you're only to get them like a $10 gift. no. <laughs>
1: Uh, Twenty at least. <laughs> so no, th-
0: that's a really cool idea.
1: Yeah, like giving back this year instead wow. of being so consumer driven. Like let's let's give back and yeah. do that. So that's my call to action.
0: So altruistic, Jesus, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I do not have that in me. I don't know where you find that, <clears> but I just it does not exist within my body. I'm like, all right, I'll get you a card or photo i give yeah. everyone photos now oh
1: that's yeah yes. I, I print
0: and, I, and I'll, I'll go to ikea and get a frame and I'll, I'll give everyone photos now
1: that's a great idea i did get my dad a nationals from the i'm i made dc store a nationals watercolor so i'm gonna frame that but he's Ooh. done he's gone above and beyond this year
0: <laughs> yeah it's actually it's actually funny whenever i give someone like a framed photo i don't just give someone a photo if i'm gonna give you a photo i I always frame it <laughs> mm-hmm. and whenever you frame it, you have to like put the paper behind it and the back behind it and oh, then you yeah. put it in there. But I, I, no one's ever caught it, but whenever I've sold a photo or done that, I always write on the back of the photo, mm-hmm. like a, like a note to the person. Oh, Yeah. Like, and I always like, I always personalize it, but I, I don't, but what's funny is that most people don't open the photo. Like I'm sure oh. most people, so I think that in like five years from now, 10 years from now when they maybe like drop it or, for some reason yes. they're like throwing it away or they just want the photo out they'll be like holy shit this guy actually wrote so something awesome. On there.
1: it's like time what is it called like a um time capsule
0: yeah in a way it kind of like it, i don't remember but if, if i ever gave you a photo that's framed you should probably look at the back of it probably something sappy on the back <laughs>
1: oh that's so sweet
0: i know what can i say i'm waiting on mine <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So my, my charity is actually going to be my bank account. So you could donate to that too, <laughs> there you, you know, go. That, that could, that could be my gift.
1: <laughs> that's hysterical. That's
0: exciting. That's an exciting, but that's on December 5th.
1: That's on December 5th. Yes. Okay. Alice and Olivia, Georgetown.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. It'll be a fun night. That sounds like a fun night. Yeah. And is it going to be like you empowering people or is it just like, let's come together,
1: let's come together, have fun and for a good cause nice you know
0: nice so at this point in your in in your career as a mm-hmm. blogger like what's on the forefront in your mind like mm-hmm. what are you looking towards in the future like what's what's on the burner for you
1: that's a really good question and again it's evolving
0: yeah but at this point if there's at anything this point, point
1: to. yeah so i'm i'm working on um you know planning out my strategy a month in advance from a writing perspective. So I have about 10 topics that I want to talk about and I'm just trying to find the time to do it. I want to, you know, definitely talk more about Bali. I feel like that was, I I was enlightened in Bali for sure. Felt more connected to people than I've ever felt in my life. Have you ever taught a yoga class? I have. Yeah. Okay.
0: It makes sense. I, I don't know yeah of course you have mm-hmm. jesus 12 years
1: <laughs> i've only 100 hours in I must say but um teacher training but yeah so that that actually was amazing but anyway um so you know my book is definitely on the forefront oh, of my mind and you have a
0: book you're you're working on I'm working or
1: on that, yeah i'm working on a book right now what can we
0: talk about that what can we drop about that is mm. it about empowerment or what's up with that
1: So when I went to Bali, I'm gonna go back there, I saw um, a healer and it was a beautiful experience. He gave me a lot of insight and um, provided me with some unasked for guidance. Really? Yeah, that I think was, you know, from uh, the universe telling me, you know, or giving me some type of like, you know, layup basically, you know, it's not going to be a novel or a memoir. It'll, it'll definitely be story driven. I think there's going to be a lot of, um, flashbacks and a lot of, um, childhood, a lot of just transforming as a woman, um, and overcoming great, obstacles and finding the power and the courage from within to, to get through it and, um, just the journey overall and coming up with kind of a framework around it. That's so cool. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. It's like you're kind of planning it all out essentially. Mm.
1: Oh yeah. The outline and all of, and all of that. (sighs) Yeah. When do you
0: think you're going to release it?
1: Oh my gosh. I mean, probably three years from now.
0: Oh, okay. So this is like a long work in progress.
1: I, you know, I don't know. Someone could come and pick it up and want to go and be like, all right, Brittany, go for it. Dang. You have six months. I don't know. We'll see.
0: That's so cool because we were talking about this in the car the other day. Uh, well, before on the shoot and I was we were talking about how like, and this was my opinion, how I think brands and bloggers and essentially you're still you're a Mm -hmm. brand that you should be putting out your own products 100 percent. and i think something like a book is cool but even beyond that like your own yoga class that you host Mm -hmm. once a week or whatever it is it's like yes you know as as in my opinion as instagram is on the downfall and that likes are pretty much going to be gone by the end of this Mm -hmm. month oh yeah let's talk about that how 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 is that looking towards you like you and your brand deals like what how how are how are the brands reacting towards the likes on Instagram disappearing. And how do has, you feel about it? It
1: has no effect on me, quite honestly, because I'm not a brand's. Um, I don't go after brands. Oh. So if a brand comes to me and they're aligned with my mission and my goals, then I will absolutely partner with them. <coughs> Allison and Olivia was a big um, advocate for me. And vice versa, because you know the designer Stacy Bendit is very, you know, about women empowerment and mm, very into okay. yoga, and she just aligns with me so so much. Um, and then you know, just kind of working with other with other brands and designers that are more. I, I like to work with more local brands, to be honest with you. Like you say, like DC brands and stuff yeah. like that, but. Um, you know, just just trying, just not going. I don't really go after anybody. I let them come, and if it's something I want to get involved in, then I will absolutely entertain it. And it's not even about the money for me. It ah, never has been. That's so cool
0: to hear. Not you're you're like you're not slave to these brand deals like some no. people. No, 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 are no. Are you are and are you? You have like a full-time job besides blogging. I do. Which is crazy because as much as you do, it seems like it's what you do full-time. But at the same time, that's why you're not slave to these brands.
1: Yes, correct. I have a full-time job and I've worked my way, like crawled my way up to the t- Like really climbed, not crawled, climbed. And, you know, I think that that really, those are the, it, it was my value system like that got me to where I am. I don't have a college degree. Oh, wow. I have, um, you know, I'm, I work for a, a top five management consulting company in the world. Oh, and that's determination. That is you made um, that happen yourself. Yeah, professionalism, and it's drive that that got uh, to where where I am now. So yeah, I'm very lucky in that way where I don't have to, you know, be a slave to brands. I would never. Oh my gosh, I would. I'd rather quit than do that.
0: But that's so cool because i think that says a lot about why you even do what you do you probably make good enough money where you don't have to become a blogger you don't have to do all these things you're not in it for the wrong reasons like some people can be in where they want the free alice and living clothes or they want that brand deal Mm -hmm. or this free event or this free remember for you it's totally like no like this is what i actually care about doing
1: no and i i you know i model as well so i do modeling I, i model for three agencies on the east coast so I make, you know, it's all about bringing in multiple streams of income too. So I do that, but I've, I, I, don't, I don't make any money off of my Instagram at all.
0: Really? Zero dollars. No way. Zero. That's crazy. Not, any what?
1: charity event I've worked for, p- yes. I'm like Donald Trump, I will send you those. Or did he ever send those, by the way? What, send what? Those, uh, what are they? The tax forms or whatever during the <laughs> election. <laughs>
0: I don't know if he did his. Yeah, the tax returns. I
1: probably didn't. I mean, knowing him. But anyway, like I, I swear, yeah, I've, like charity events, not a dime.
0: I'm, I'm you've had, I'm sure, plenty of great brand deals approach you, know. No. Really? Mm-mm. You haven't had someone be like, "Yo, I'm gonna give you a thousand dollars to wear this Jord watch." No. Really? No. You've got 44k on the gram, and that's never happened. That doesn't make sense. It
1: doesn't. I get, f- I get free things. Of course. So that's a definite, mm. but I don't push back. I mean, money is not a driver for me. Yeah. I think even though cool. I lived with my dad for three months. No, but it's really where
0: money was very important, no.
1: <laughs> but it really, even then it wasn't, Yeah, you know, it was like, all right, we're going to get through this. We're going to survive. It's going to be fine. I've, you know, it's just not money. Isn't the driver. I had a lot of money. You know, I had, I could do whatever I wanted. I could buy whatever I want, go wherever I want, do whatever I want. Like didn't matter. I had it all and then I didn't
0: oh so it's yeah going back to me asking about the likes it's like I guess it really doesn't matter to you because it didn't matter mm-hmm. in the first place it's no. It's like how you measure might be how people respond in the outreach that, mm-hmm. that you get mm-hmm. oh that's so fascinating mm-hmm. yeah I've yeah. had I've had some bloggers on the podcast and they're not to knock them, but they are, have multiple brain deals in the works, shooting for this, shooting for that. And I don't know how much of that. Not now going forward, I'm going to ask them, like, mm-hmm. so do you reach out to them or are they reaching out yeah. to you? Like, what's the deal here? Right.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's like with modeling. You know, I get paid to model. True. You know, so, you know, there's definitely that. I get paid to do that. Um, but I'm finding that now I'm not, you know, doing the modeling gigs that don't align with who I am because... You know, it's, I'm at the end of the day, you know, modeling your face, right? Mm-hmm. And so I wanna be deeper than just a face. And so having, you know, Joy at Kingsley now and Will at um, Vi and having them know who I am as an individual and push me as Britney. You know, as a person if and not as a face. They know where you stand with it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm not
0: going to do your stupid bikini that I don't believe in. It's kind it, of like, yes. well, if it's worth it, I'll do like something that more aligns with your personal exactly. brand. Yeah. Uh, and okay. you can't
1: pay me $100,000 to go put something on and, and model for someone that I don't believe in.
0: $900,000? No. I'd I'd wear a man thong for $100,000 straight up for for Grindr magazine. <laughs> 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 so when you when are you gonna start a podcast or start a YouTube channel?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, you're- once you teach me all of the audio and the video and all of that stuff.
0: Well, I promise you that's not important. What's important is actually doing it. Yeah. If you had you're to choose, right. would you go? Would you go video or would you go audio?
1: Well, you need you need audio with video. What I'm
0: saying, like w- like if you had to choose, like like starting a YouTube channel or like a podcast, what would you
1: do? Oh, probably audio.
0: No way. Podcast. I would not have guessed that. Yeah. I would have totally guessed you'd have like done vlogging. No. You ever thought of vlogging?
1: Yeah. I think yeah. like, I think
0: like you could do that so easily.
1: Really? Maybe I should look into it. I like, yeah, I I should probably look into it. I feel I like know.
0: vlogging is like like if if I was a vlogger, mm-hmm. I would transitioning into vlogging mm. and i see a lot of people on instagram trying to like they're like oh we need to start moving to youtube which i think that's in my opinion, that's
1: actually a very good idea
0: yeah because a, a blog <clears throat> vlog it's the same thing you're just what's how is a vlog any different than just being on your instagram story mm-hmm. except it's just a little longer and you could make money off it from youtube you can have a lasting impact it doesn't disappear
1: that's true
0: and you never know who that can reach like literally like it, people overthink things but you turning your phone like this and being on a story like, yo guys, what's up on the podcast? You could have easily just been on your Canon G7X, which is just as big as your phone. That's true. Or you could even use your phone. Your phone is just as, you've got that brand new phone. Your phone is amazing for vlogging. Like, yo, I'm on the podcast. What's up guys? It's going to be dope. We just did that. Yeah. And you could literally like, just take 10 minutes, stitch them all together, put some stupid music under it. upload it to YouTube and it's like, Boom.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I definitely think you have, like we were just talking about the other day, you have to move with technology. Yeah. You know, we're going to see little drones flying around everywhere.
0: Yeah, right. Delivering our Amazon and our, yeah. and our Uber Eats. Yeah,
1: right. Uh, I know. But, I, mean, but yeah. I totally
0: think it's going towards a video-based content. Like, I, I think the future of content is video-based, personally.
1: I agree with you 1,000%.
0: Because you look at Instagram, What's what? where do you get the most traction? At least for me, it's... It's on my stories, mm-hmm. which are essentially video driven. That's true. You know, and it's, mm-hmm. and people people really,
1: don't really even look at the feed anymore. Yeah. I've noticed in the past two months <clears throat> that the likes have dropped dramatically.
0: S- same for me too.
1: And I think it is because people are looking at stories more mm-hmm. now than they're looking, cause they want to see what you're doing in your real life.
0: Exactly. People, they don't people want see their your real. static posts. That's so true. Because
1: those are ads. Mm-hmm. Those are marketing, mm-hmm. right? For brands or whatever. But what people are putting in their stories is what's authentically them. Hopefully.
0: I mean, that's so true Cause I get more views on a story than any, like any, mm-hmm. any post I put in my feed, hands it's down. Crazy. Yeah, it's so, so true now that I think about that. It's like maybe people are like starting to like wake up to everything and just kind of be like, okay, the post is cool, but we want to see you, which is why the vlogging makes even more sense because I'm just like, God, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. People don't realize how fun it is.
1: Yep, and I think you hit the nail on the head there too. You know, people want to see what's authentically you. Mm-hmm. And with bloggers and with influencers, I think that that is more apparent now than ever is having a, why having a mission, having a purpose for what you're doing because mm. you have to set yourself apart from everybody else and you want to make a difference. It's not about you. It's not about your dress that you're wearing who like, what are you putting that on? Like, for? Like who
0: really cares?
1: Right? Like it to know it. Hashtag like, it like
0: who really cares besides the the, 500 guys who follow you for your triple d's that really that's why they care about you Mm. it's like where's the substance there
1: right so you know and and i'm not downing anybody about like it to know it. i'm not i was doing it at one point and i found it to be not valuable but um but yeah like there definitely is a good because you take some of my photos there is that that visual catch and that visual like draw in that you do that I do at least and I know bloggers do um but for me it's like okay that photo it catches you and then but then there's the beauty of it
0: but that should lead you to caption yeah but that yeah it's like the photo should just lead you to where exactly the person's actual intentions are
1: exactly so instead of doing this and click like right like 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 oh i want to stop and i want to see what that what this photo means well that's
0: true maybe that's why the getting relaxed likes is better i like the fact that it's getting out mm-hmm. because it's not just see and click click now it's right. like see and if you want someone to know you fuck with it it's like i have to leave a comment even yeah. just an emoji i think is so much better than just a, a shallow heart yeah any day of the week you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I would I would rather have no comments and no likes and just have stories that people could respond to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because
0: it feels like such a more real engagement with, mm-hmm. with my audience.
1: And it's not showy. Exactly. You know? and, and that's the silent women. You know? Mm. That, go, that leads me back to that. Some people don't want to be out there on the, you know, to be out there every five minutes commenting on, on people's stuff that everybody else can see. You know, like if I have a really powerful message and a really powerful photo, yeah, and then I put this message out, and then if somebody comments on it, and then you know one of their friends sees and they're like oh my gosh well sh- if she commented she must be in the same situation or she must have had that happen or you know whatever so you know taking i think that away from from i from at least some stuff that i put out mm. and then having it just be in the in the messages i think there is absolutely value oh. in that and
0: where it's not out there for the whole world to see and this is me trying even hard to convince you to go to youtube but i i get more outreach from youtube like mm-hmm. the way i compare instagram and youtube is that a, a, a subscriber on youtube is like a diehard. like yeah no one bad. ever unsubscribes like every youtuber i have is worth a hundred followers on instagram because wow. they will like you on youtube and they spend this time with you they get to know you as mm-hmm. a person and then and then of course they'll follow you on instagram because why not they, they right. you know between the videos but i've had so many people who've literally become friends who just dm'd me like yo i love youtube videos yeah they start replying to my stories and now we're just like legit friends who've never met yeah when he lives in but it's also crazy because they're from all over the world that's beautiful like they'll be from peru from bolivia from wherever and i'm just like this is so nuts
1: that's like i never knew that
0: these people were watching like this Mm -hmm. is crazy that's like, so cool. And so, me, me convincing you is saying that you could impact people across the world on YouTube.
1: Yeah, YouTube. You're <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, thank you. I love it. And I will absolutely look into it. But you know, what you just said is really cool too with Instagram. We know each other through Instagram. Right. And a lot of the people that have been some of my biggest supporters and like biggest friends that will will take me you know into years and decades i've met through instagram it's beautiful isn't it that's
0: so beautiful
1: so while there's so much you know these people have negative you know ideas about social media and in you know instagram or facebook or whatever for me instagram has been just so powerful in my healing and in my growth and in my way mm. to connect with other people especially in the dc area um and i i seriously i i love instagram for that
0: yeah in a way it's kind of like a diary you know like i love that i can go back two years three years and look at mm-hmm. my old photos and be like oh my god i shot that what, the fuck? I know. what was i thinking yeah you know it's crazy
1: yeah I and now we have to move that to our own pages you know because oh
0: yeah so you can control yeah. so you your can audience you can control oh. your own mm-hmm. that that's i mean that's huge too it's Mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, it's like if Instagram dies tomorrow, do you still have a photography business? Right. Are you still a blogger? Right. Like where do you lie there? Right. Just so scary for a that's, lot of people. That's
1: very, very scary to think about. Right. You know, like if
0: it was just deleted tomorrow, how fucked are you?
1: I mean, the world would be in chaos.
0: I, I legit think the world, do you remember when Instagram went down yeah. for like three hours earlier, or like midway through the year? And people were like, yeah. Oh my God, I, I can't post. I can't look. like, people were frig- legit they freaking, were freaking out. out memes were made yeah memes were made talk about the great instagram <laughs> depression like this was a real thing
1: oh my gosh that's so sad <sighs> god that's why do... you got to get text messages get your phone numbers people
0: dude that's that's the new wave yeah Everyone's phone numbers about... and
1: emails i just started doing that yeah. i need to get I'm, I'm working on new website with seo and all that stuff but yeah. Collecting those emails and having the emails of the people that you're connected with on Instagram is is huge. And I didn't realize that until putting together this charity event.
0: No, it's so big because then you can deliver a newsletter. You could actually give them relevant stuff. That's oh, yeah. helpful. But also the the, the number is mm-hmm. big Some because I think new laws changed where now um, you can have these numbers. So there's like a new service. I don't remember what it was, but Gary Vaynerchuk is like, big on it Mm. he's like he's always like text me at this number and you can directly reach out so essentially it's it's the same idea where if i sent a text using this app Mm -hmm. it would send it through that number right so i could just be like what's up guys hope you all have a great day and it could reach thousands of people as but it's no different than having a bunch of emails except it goes straight to your phone as a text which is way different and way more in the way it impacts you Mm. than if it's just in your inbox
1: that makes sense. It, it,
0: it's like in your inbox is a whole another layer of you having to go get it mm-hmm. as opposed to, oh, Brittany texts me on Friday That's when she true. she texts every Friday, like some affirmations. <gasps> like think about how cool that could be. Oh
1: my gosh. I love that idea.
0: And so like now every. That is amazing. Yeah. Everyone's pushing towards this texting platform. Like everyone's talking about it right now. Oof. I'm, blowing, I'm blowing some minds today, right? Like I'm, I actually I'm, I'm
1: am like, oh. I, I'm like reaching over for my yeah, uh, right? like, wait, quick well, notes. I,
0: I wish I knew what that app was. <laughs> I think it's called Companion that comes in my mind, but mm. I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. I don't know. I really I'll don't have
1: know. to. I'll have to look it up. Well, you'll remember later and text me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I'll DM it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so Brittany, I mean, I feel like we're naturally coming to the end here. It's yep. been like fantastic. Um, before we to part besides your event on December 5th Mm -hmm. that people can find out if they follow you on Instagram. um, Is there anything you want to say to any aspiring bloggers or any of these women who could perhaps use some of your advice, Mm -hmm. some of your advice? Is there anything that you'd want to say if they're listening right now? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. To, to the bloggers and to the influencers, you know, coming up with that, um, that why, Your why and your mission and what your purpose is, is, um, going to take you from, you know, I don't know, 20, 30% to like a hundred percent. Like when you take the focus off of yourself and your own, you know, um, I don't even want to say vanity, but your own like personal, um, what's the right word, Bruce? Like your own personal, like,
0: uh, When it takes you away from like what you're, what you're doing on there? No, like
1: like, taking away from your, your own image, image. Yes. Like,
0: Like what you put out there as like how you project yourself in a way. Yeah.
1: Like take the focus off of yourself and put it out. To you know, how can I? Uh, who is my follower?
0: Oh, so almost like what a business are, that's like, what problem am I saw sol- Am I solving?
1: Yeah, yeah. What is my purpose? Yeah. What is my why? period? What is my why? What is my purpose? Know who your followers are. Watch those, um, those, those analytics and see what is affecting and like relating to your audience the most. So true. And then posting more of what your followers want to see. Mm. I notice a huge increase. In my analytics, when I'm posting things that are my story or things that um, when you're being authentic, powerful like messages and stuff like that, absolutely. So I think that that is I know that that is my number one advice to bloggers: is what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And who are you doing it for? Mm. And taking the focus off of yourself. You have you know some of some of these bloggers have you know one thousand to one hundred thousand followers. You know, that's one, even just 10, if you have 10 followers, that's 10 lives true. that you can impact, it's true. right? Yeah,
0: you shouldn't scoff at even just no. smallest of audiences.
1: You can have 10 followers and that's 10 people that follow you, that you can impact their life, you know, in a positive way. And so that that is my, my advice to them. Um, and to the women that aren't influencers or bloggers, but just go out there and want to follow you know follow along and in, into you know what we're doing is obviously take it with a grain of salt i think because not everyone is doing it for purpose or for why um, mm. for their mission true. so you know try not to take it too seriously you know you don't have to have that gucci bag <laughs> you don't have to have those louboutins you know what i mean or that chanel bag it's not gonna make you beautiful and so to the to the women that are out there following them, you know, just again take it with a grain of salt. That that's not really, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean that that may be their their life, but True. you never know. You never know what life they're projecting or whatever. So to the bloggers, stop with the like superficial. I want to see the one of my friends says I want to see If you have a baby, like I want to see the milk poured out all over your perfect kitchen. You know what I mean? (laughs) On the floor. Like, what is it really like? The real, authentically relatable. Absolutely. I want to see you crying because you're, you know, you just, you can't breastfeed and you're just like trying so hard and it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like those type of real things that, that are relatable, that women need support for and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So, well, you know what? Anthony Bourdain killed himself. And he had the best job yeah. on the planet. It does not get much better than that. He got paid to travel and mm-hmm. eat food and to get paid millions of dollars to do it and meet some of the coolest people. And he still killed himself. So if there's ever a testament to like, it's it doesn't always look how mm-hmm. it seems. Like, yeah. look at Anthony Bourdain. Rest mm-hmm. in peace, Bourdain. What am I? What am I? biggest influences in life but I always think back to that and just yeah. it's never what it seems you know yeah. sure they might go to a, sure bloggers might go to events and do all this glamorous brand deals and whatever what but, happens behind the scenes but, yeah that's you the story you don't stories, see behind hopefully the yeah hopefully right find that why yeah awesome yeah. well Brittany thanks so much for coming on the show thank you yeah, thank you so much great. for having me yeah this is amazing yeah I can't wait to the future yes It'll be great to the future so guys please shoot her a follow check out her blog and everything that she does That's it for me. That's the angle. Peace. Awesome. Yeah. That was great. That was sweet.
1: That was awesome. Okay. We got to get a selfie.
0: Yeah. Here, just let me stop the recording.